It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, April 26th, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me see if I can remember how to do this. It's been a while. It's been a little little bit of time, we'll yes. say. So uh, this is our first live show back since uh, a couple of weeks ago, because last week was the share We were here, obviously, in yes. the morning, but we weren't doing... Where you the, been? Yeah, we, we weren't <laughs> doing the morning blend. We were doing the share and then we were off these last couple of days... How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing much better. Good. So I, uh, and, and I can still hear it a, uh, a little bit from yeah. what I can hear. I, I'm now noticing with headphones on, my ears are probably a little filled with fluid. Uh, I began to get a little bit of a sore throat the end of share Right. I thought it was just, uh, you know, using the voice so much. We were on the air and we were talking a lot. And I thought, I think I've just got a little voice fatigue. And then by Saturday... I was like, yeah, this is a cold. By Sunday, laid out. Yeah. I mean, I was not in good shape. Uh, so I took a couple extra days, Didn't wanted to keep my germs to myself. And so... Uh, yeah, stay over there. We, uh, yeah, <laughs> I took a couple extra days this week. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm yeah, on the yeah. mend, for sure. Okay, well, that's good. I hope you feel better. So I Thank missed you. you guys. Yeah, well, we missed you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the precautions that you're partaking. I'm back in a mask. Starting. I guess yeah. if that's one thing we've learned. That's right. Uh, that people uh, stay home when they ha- are sick, even though it's not COVID, which I tested for. Yep. It looks like it's just a cold. All right. Uh, but we wear masks. And sure. it's pretty acceptable to do yeah. these days. So, a- And we're lucky because we're in separate studios. And we are in separate studios. Yeah, so that, so. that works out well. Uh, hey, let me say this. Okay. But, yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. Glad you're back. Glad the Morning Blend is back. Thank you wow. to everyone yes. who participated in our Spring share Seek the Truth, last week. We had a wonderful week. Uh, thank you to the guests, the volunteers, particularly you, our wonderful donors who contributed during share It was a great week, and we hit our goals. In fact, 810 this morning, our executive director, Patrick Ryan, will be in, and we'll, he'll give us a little bit more of a breakdown of how things went. We'll talk a little bit more about the share but I just wanted to put that out there, since this is our actually our first live show back since the share just to say a big thank you. You know, we, we were running a little bit late on Friday, because we go to 7 p.m. on Friday, and then we have to go to programming, satellite programming. And so we, ha- we had to get out really quickly because we were right up to the end, as it always goes. As it always yeah, does, Which sure. is fantastic. And so, you know, we did say quick goodbyes and thank yous. But anyway, I just wanted to say that this morning because, again, we can't thank you enough for your support and keeping Mater Day Radio going strong. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Oh, it was, again, it was a long week, but boy, I am always amazed, not only of uh, our listeners who call in and support us, uh, our priests, uh, Bishop Peter Smith came in, yep. nuns, it just, it was just an amazing week. And we're always just so humbled at the end of the week to realize that people in the area, they support Catholic radio yeah. and they want to keep it going. And 
seek the truth. I think that was a perfect theme for this week. And uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it was wonderful. It wonderful. Was... I'll be glad to talk more with Patrick about it later. Yeah, and what's interesting too, over the course of time, and we'll, we'll again delve into it a little bit deeper coming up. But we have people answering the phone, but we also have online donations. And I think over the course of the last several years, in particular. How, how we've seen that transition from phone calls to online donations, because that's just what people do nowadays, for the most part. I mean, we still get a bunch of phone calls, oh. too, which is fun, but it's really a balance now compared to what it used to be. And so it's wonderful. It makes it just seamless. That's what I'll call it, seamless. Seamless. I think that I was just running some quick calculations there as we were moving through the week. We were getting... Uh, Somewhere between 40 and 45% of the pledges were being made online. Yeah. And it's continued to go up share after share So it's wonderful to have that ability to have technology work for us and just any way that we can make it easier for people to support the radio station. Absolutely. It was really great. So, so. again, a big thank you to everyone who participated in our spring share and we'll talk more about it in our 810 interview segment. But what do you have coming up this morning? Well, in a break from tradition, the Vatican this morning announced voting members of the Synod on Synodality will allow lay people the right to vote. Okay, and we'll talk about a new type 2 diabetes study that's out. That's coming up as well. All right, we got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. Here's Joshua Blakesley and sing Alleluia. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
that is Joshua Blakesley sing hallelujah. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this, wow, last week of April. Already. Already. How about that? Next week we roll over to May. Looking forward to that. Hey, Trent Horn's out with a new book. He talks with Brenda about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Thank you for making Mater Dei Radio's recent Spring share a grand success. We appreciate your support helping us seek the truth during this broadcast celebration. It was an inspiring week filled with joy and prayerful generosity. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, Trader Joe's and Garden Home, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A and Raleigh Hills and the talented prayer shawl ministries at St. Cecilia in Beaverton and St. Thomas Aquinas in Camus. If you missed out on Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share you can still unite with us and seek the truth. Won't you prayerfully consider making an online gift now at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app? And thanks to everyone who plays an important part in our mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. 714 at Mater Day Radio. Well, somebody flipped on the spring switch. It I has really, arrived. I love that. So partly sunny skies today, high of 74. Partly cloudy tonight, low of 48. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 76. Friday, hold on, 
Sunny, projected high 85. What? Yes. 85? 80, I saw on the news last night, 82 is the record high for that day. So we could break so we that. Could, we, we could, knock on wood, break break a record. All so, right, 85, like, that's summer. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Currently, it is 49 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 48 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. Now, while there are some major theological ideologies that separate us from our Protestant brothers and sisters, we do share some very important aspects of Christianity, especially when defending the existence of God and traditional moral absolutes. But when it gets to defending their faith against Catholic doctrine, well, some may turn to arguments used against atheism. They use those tricks to attack Catholicism. Well, in his new book, When Protestants Argue Like Atheists, Catholic apologist and author Trent Horn points out the hypocrisy, shows you how to refute them. Here at Mater Day Radio, you often hear Trent in the afternoon on Catholic Answers, and he's joining me today to tell us more about his new book. Good morning, Trent. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, as I said, you know, and you've pointed this out in your other books, that it is important for Catholics to know their faith. It's important that we can defend the important pillars of our doctrine. But there is quite a bit of Christian faith that we share with our Protestant brothers and sisters. Do you think it's important for us to be able to focus on those areas where we align and yet still be ready to defend, well, the differences? Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate uh, Protestants I know who defend the existence of God, the resurrection of Christ. I'm very appreciative of their work. Um, what I'm pointing out here is that sometimes the arguments that Protestants use uh, when debating Catholics uh, can be repurposed to undermine Christianity itself. They exemplify a kind of skepticism, uh, an overly skeptical attitude, that can be turned against Christianity itself or the use of various double standards. So there are just kinds of arguments I would recommend they not use anymore. Well, Trent, you think that Protestants, they tend to argue and use those tricks. And and so kind of point out some of those for us, like what should we be looking at and go, okay, I see this trick, I know where they're coming at, and I'm going to be able to kind of head that off before it gets too far down a road. Yes. Uh, well, one example would be that some Protestants will say that they will not accept a, a doctrine of Catholicism unless it can be shown explicitly to be true from Scripture, that it has to be explicitly described in Scripture. If you can't prove it from Scripture alone, they will not believe it. Uh, but this is an arbitrary reduction of evidence. You always know, say, oh, unless you meet my standard, I'm not going to believe— well, what about other kinds of evidence? What about sacred tradition, for example? What about the teaching of the Church? Uh, why should we restrict things to only what we can prove by Scripture alone? And in fact, you can't prove that standard from Scripture alone, so it's contradictory. To which I would say to a Protestant who says this, you're acting just like an atheist who says, I'm only going to believe in God if God can be proven from science alone. If you can't prove it from science alone, I won't believe it. So when Protestants say, well, that's uh, inconsistent, because you can't prove that statement. From, you can't prove that scientism, the belief that only scientific knowledge counts, you can't prove that from science alone. Well, you can't prove sola scriptura from scripture alone. So that's just one example of a double standard I would point out. 
Trent Horn is joining us today. He has a new book out through Catholic Answers. It's called When Protestants Argue Like Atheists, 12 Weird Ways That Anti-Catholic Mimic Secular Skeptics. He's joining me today as we talk a little bit more about it. Well, Trent, this is interesting aspect, though. We're all sinners, and we'll be the first ones Catholics will stand up and say, oh, yes, yes, I am a sinner, too. But then we don't like it when our specific sins are pointed out to us. When people are arguing, too, against the Catholic faith, well, you know, Catholics, we do have some things we need to answer for in our history. But the, does the messenger negate the truth of what is being said about Catholics in the way that Protestants tend to want to attack us for it? Well, certainly not. And that's why Catholics have to be careful as well, that, uh, you know, when uh, Protestants, for example, will point out uh, things that Catholics have done in history, uh, such as historical, like acts of violence in history carried out against Protestants. Uh, the Catholics can say, yeah, that happened and that was wrong. Uh, but Protestants engaged in acts of violence against Catholics. Protestants even engaged in acts of violence against other Protestants, like the Anabaptists, for example, uh, that one of Luther's friends, Philip Melanchthon, said that they ought to be put to death. Uh, and atheists will try to discredit Christianity in general by saying that Christians are always causing violence to other people. Uh, so we shouldn't go down that road to try to judge a belief system based on past acts of violence. We should judge a belief system based on the evidence for the truths that it affirms. Oh, and we know that the truths of the Catholic faith, they are so strong through Christ himself. He said, upon this rock, I will build this church. And so here we are more than 2000 years later. And well, it's while we know that we have this history behind us to support us in our faith, we do also need to make sure we don't fall into the same pitfalls that those arguments are using us against us. What do we need to be aware to make sure that we stand on the faith, and we don't have to go further than that when having to defend our faith. Well, we just always have to make sure that, the, as Jesus said, the measure which with you measure will be measured out to you. And so when we are critical of a Protestant apologetic against the faith, uh, if we are critical that a Protestant cites a very liberal Catholic author, as if that person were representative of all of Catholicism, uh, we should take care. Now, this can happen unintentionally if you don't know the author's proclivities, but we should take care not to purposely cite uh, a Protestant author who is not very representative of other Protestants, for example. Uh, so in all things, we just want to treat uh, those we disagree with fairly, just as we would want to be treated fairly. Oh, I like the sound of that. That is some of what you are going to learn in Trent's new book. When Protestants Argue Like Atheists, 12 Weird Ways That Anti-Catholics Mimic Secular Skeptics. It is out by Trent Horn and through Catholic Answers. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Trent. Tell our listeners where they can find a copy for themselves. Also, more information about you, because I know you have a website with great resources. Yes, I'd recommend they can get the book at any Catholic bookstore or at shop.catholic.com. I'd also recommend they check out my podcast, The Council of Trent, uh, and that's also available at trenthornpodcast.com. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, great podcast. We love listening to it. We love listening to you on Catholic Answers here at Mater Day Radios in the afternoon. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for having me.
And again, that is Trent Horn. The name of his new book, When Protestants Argue Like Atheists, 12 Weird Ways That Anti-Catholics Mimic Secular Skeptics. I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview that will get you right to where you can get a copy for yourself. Also find Trent's podcast and his webpage. Those links you can find at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 722 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you again, everyone who participated in our Spring share We greatly appreciate that. Another way you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy process. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. Just a couple pieces of information you'll need, forms to fill out. Again, quick and easy process, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. When children start to argue, it's like an eruption of emotion and tension at the same time. Our house can go from a nice quiet evening of family fun to children declaring who is the best, what they deserve next, and screaming and yelling. In Mark 10, 35, it states, James and John, the two brothers, came forward to Christ and said, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left hand, in your glory. As parents, we oftentimes hear requests regarding our children's desire to be the best and to get the best. The scriptures go on and share with us that the other disciples were indignant with these two brothers. Does this sound like situations in your own home? Christ shared that these two brothers will not be at the left and right hand. And at the end of the passage, Jesus says to them words that hit at the core of all motherhood and family life. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. When family peace starts to break down in your home, it's important to remind the entire family that Christ wants us to live a life of service and love to each other. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help our homes to be a place of peace, joy, and service to each other. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by finding joy and serving. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. 
As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. <sighs> Others are not. <laughs> Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, Phil and Penny Knight pledge a big donation to Portland. Tell you about it in the news. And in a new break from tradition, the Vatican announced the Council on the Synod of Synodality. It's going to allow lay people to be voting members. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Chris Bray, beloved child of God. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. You have been running till now. Will you surrender? I'm calling you by my love. Will you answer? There's nothing that you can do that severs my love from you. So won't you come near to me? Just when you have given in, overtaken by your sin, you just need to know you are the love and child of God. Overwhelmed and overcome, it's not too late, sin has not won. You just need to know you are the love and child. Forgiveness I paid the price by my life Just believe it No matter what you've done And my strength you can't overcome So won't you confide in me Just when you have given in Overtaken by a sin You just need to know you are The child of God Overwhelmed and too late, sin has not won. You just need to know you are the child of God.
That is Chris Bray and beloved child of God. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, the Vatican announced earlier today that there will be lay people participating as voting members in the Synod on Synodality's October Assembly That's a break with past custom, which allowed lay people to participate without the right to vote. Pope Francis will also approve every member in advance. Now, the General Assembly of the Synod on Synodality will take place in two sessions, in October of 2023 and October of 2024. After the vote on a final document for the Assembly, well, the Pope alone decides whether to take any action based on the recommendations in the final text or whether to adopt it as an official church document. Now, the leadership of the Synod released information in an FAQ sheet on a, also today about who will attend the 16th Ordinary Assembly in October and how they will be chosen. Now, these 70 members who may be priests, consecrated women, deacons, and lay people all will be able to vote. They will be chosen by the Pope from a list of about 140 people selected by the leadership of this year's continual synod meetings. Now, according to the synod leadership, it is requested that 50% of the selected people be women and that the presence of young people also be emphasized. Well, a big donation from the state's top philanthropist, Phil and Penny Knight, this week pledged to contribute $400 million to the newly formed 1803 Fund. It's a local effort intended to strengthen Portland's black community. Officials say the 1803 Fund will combine elements of private investing and philanthropy to create a fund focused on helping people thrive and communities prosper. The fund's first project, dubbed Rebuild Albina, will invest in education, place and culture, and belonging in the Albina neighborhood. The investment pairs two powerhouses in Knight, the billionaire co-founder of Nike, and Rukaya Adams, a high-profile Portland financial expert and community leader. Adams chairs the 1803 fund, which will oversee the Rebuild Albina project. And a group of killer whales that live in the coastal waters of Oregon and other parts of the Pacific Northwest may soon be listed under the Oregon's Endangered Species Act. Now, the Oregon Fish and Wildlife Commission has voted in advance to a petition to protect what are known as the Southern Resident Killer Whales. Now, they consist of three pods numbering 73 orcas. That's down from almost 100, 1994. Now, Quinn Reed with the Center for Biological Diversity said this pod are well known in the San Juan Islands and Salish Sea of Canada and Washington. But she said what's less known is that they are just as much an Oregon species. They absolutely come down and forage for fish in the mouth of the Columbia and along the coast and forage all the way down to Monterey Bay, she said. So this is absolutely a species that resident Oregon. Now the commission will hold a public hearing uh, make a process before deciding whether protect the orcas under Oregon state law. Well, as the number of type 2 diabetes cases grows globally, new studies suggest poor carbohydrate quality is the leading cause. The study published in the journal Nature Medicine shows that people are eating too many refined wheat 
and rice products, along with far too much red and processed meat, such as bacon and sausage. That has led to millions of new cases of type 2 diabetes cases worldwide. Now, people in Poland and Russia, where diets tend to focus on potatoes and red and processed meats, and other countries in Eastern and Central Europe, as well as Central Asia, had the highest percentage of new type 2 diabetes cases linked to diet. Colombia, Mexico, and other countries in Latin America and the Caribbean also had a high number of new cases. Researchers say that could be due to reliance on sugary drinks and processed meat, as well as a low intake of whole grains. Got to eat the Mediterranean diet. That's the way to do it. Yep, lots of fruits and vegetables. Yep. Well, on Monday, the Cowlitz tribe cut the ribbon on its new Elena Hotel. The new first-class hotel features nearly 300 rooms, ranging from 400 square feet of comfort to 2,000 square feet of luxury. They say that's a nice room. At 14 stories and 185 feet tall, the hotel's blue glass tower is the tallest building in Clark County. Now, Monday's opening coincided with the sixth anniversary of ALNA, the tribe's casino and largest business enterprise. Now, a new passageway linking the casino and hotel called the Cowlitz Cultural Corridor is especially important, they say. The hallway is lined with video scenes of the region and displays of traditional tools, baskets, carvings, and clothing. And overhead is a grand chandelier made of canoe paddles. And a new Italian-inspired restaurant called Bella Vista. Well, they say it crowns that hotel located on the top floor. The restaurant offers panoramic views, the Cascade Range and Mount St. Helens, as well as the valley below. So we were driving that way several weekends ago. And I hadn't driven that way in a long time and went by that. And I'm like, whoa, what is that? When did that go up? Yeah. And I mean, it stands out. There's, you're not going to miss it when you drive by it. It's uh, all glass, kind of a rectangular gra- glass structure. And it's just like, what's this doing out? I, you know, it just... Yeah, it's, it's 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 big. You yeah. you won't miss it when you oh, drive by. I guarantee you're you not you going to miss it. It's blue. The blue glass yeah. is kind of reflective. I think I'd enjoy a dinner up at the top floor uh, at that restaurant. Yeah, I know it's it's an impressive structure. In sports, two teams advancing in the NBA playoffs now. The Denver Nuggets closed out the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Phoenix Suns eliminated the Los Angeles Clippers last night. So the Nuggets and Suns will now meet in the Western semifinals. Portland Timbers back on the pitch tonight at Providence Park hosting a U.S. Open Cup match against Orange County SC out of the USL. The third round contest gets underway at 7.30. So this is the first time the Timbers have played Orange County, a club founded in 2010 based out of Irvine, California. Orange County won the USL championship in 2001. The U.S. Open Cup dates back over a century with this year's winner receiving $300,000 in prize money and a berth in the 2024 CONCACAF Champions League tournament. Portland has been to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup four times and the semifinals twice, but has never won the trophy. Well, between his multiple business ventures, his acting career, raising four kids and staying fit, Mark Wahlberg is a very busy man. But thankfully, the energy he puts into his activities, he also pours into his faith and never stops encouraging us to join him. 
The Father Stew actor never shies away from sharing his Catholic belief, along with fellow actor Mario Lopez, has been busy encouraging us to stay prayed up. Now, in a recent reel shared on Instagram, the two actors can be seen going into church. However, before they go and pray, Wahlberg uses the occasion to introduce Lopez as his brother in Christ and in life. While making the sign of the cross, the dad of four shares, we're about to get into that church and stay prayed up. As Lopez, who was also a devout Catholic, was immersed in the River Jordan as part of a baptismal ceremony in 2018, points out, always got to build those spiritual muscles as well. Then the pair go off to pray, leaving us with a little more inspiration to stay prayed up. Now, what's most encouraging is how the short video has garnered almost half a million likes and has been viewed nearly five million times. I got to track this video down. Yeah, let's go. Prayed up. Stay prayed up. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Just a couple more days to get in on the online plant sale to benefit Holy Cross Catholic School. It's offered through the Peninsula Optimist Club tree lot on Lombard. I had to get that out there well. Holy Cross School gets a cash donation for every plant purchase when you note Holy Cross School in the order form notes. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor O'Connor. That's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of charity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, I love you above all things, with my whole heart and soul, because you are all good and worthy of all my love. I love my neighbor as myself, for the love of you. I forgive all who have injured me, and I ask pardon of those whom I have injured. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? 
Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 742 at Mater Day Radio. Well, today looks like really begins a nice stretch of weather, probably the nicest we've had dating back to uh, the fall. Partly sunny skies today, high of 74 degrees. Partly cloudy again overnight tonight, low of 48. Then for tomorrow, mostly sunny, 76. Friday, sunny, 85. Wow. Looking forward to that. I am too, for sure. Currently, it is 47 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. And 43 degrees at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's Homily Highlight is from our friend Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, Rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. In this uh, time of Eastertide, the, uh, the few weeks after Easter, the 40 days after Easter, we're treated in our sacred scripture to uh, a large chunk of the Acts of the Apostles and the, uh, the Apostolic Letters, and the Gospels relate some event in the life of Christ after the resurrection, post-resurrection. And it's very important for us to understand what was said in that first reading today about the early church. What was the early church about? What was its mission? It was simply put to witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we concentrate on in these days of Eastertide, after the resurrection, the events that took place in the lives of the apostles, the appearance of Christ, and the witness to that. Because that's what it's all about. That's all our faith is about. And I've said this many times. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, as St. Paul taught, tells us our preaching is in vain there's no point because if that's wrong we've got everything wrong it's all up for grabs there's no point to us carrying on so it's very fundamental the witness to the resurrection and that's what we read in today's first reading is that's what the apostles were doing they were witnessing to the resurrection the Acts of the Apostles tell us what was happening in the early church, what it was like, and what they did, first of all, post-resurrection and post-Pentecost, of course. And in the Gospels, we're told about some of these events where Christ appears to the uh, apostles. A couple of things about Christ's appearance, you've got to realize Christ is now resurrected. He's not a resuscitated corpse. He's not a resuscitated body of Christ. He's a glorified divine body of Christ. And that's in some way they don't recognize him for some reason, right? We don't know the real reason for that, except that there's some change in the resurrected body. Like our bodies on the last day when we're resurrected, they will not be like we are now. They'll be some way different. Our resurrected bodies are different, but they're still bodies. And that's why you'll notice on the three occasions the Lord meets his apostles post Mary Magdalene, he has something to eat with them. He prepares breakfast with them at the lake of Gesenaret. He asks them for something to eat when he appears in the upper room. And today we read in Emmaus, on the way to Emmaus, he has a meal with them. It's to prove that he's not a ghost, it's not a vision. It's a real body, it's a resurrected body, it's a gloriously resurrected body. That's something we must make note of in these events post-resurrection. 
And then we have these two very important events, last week's gospel, this week's gospel, the appearance in the upper room and on the road to Emmaus. And I'll tell you why they're important. So I've mentioned this a million times. It's worth mentioning again. Peter Kreft is a philosopher, a professor at Boston College, and uh, a great Catholic writer and thinker, one of the greatest of the 21st century, I would say. He's written about 100 books, and every one of them is good, as far as I'm concerned. And they're ranging from anything, you know, whatever. It's funny, I, uh, I was telling someone earlier that back in Massachusetts, my old parish, because um, he was in Boston College, I used to, my confirmation text was one of his books, God is Love. And that's what we did for the confirmation class for a year. And at the end of the year, I invited him down to come and talk to our kids. And it was sort of amazing because he's a great speaker as well, just very interesting. But these kids had never seen anybody that had written a book. They've probably never seen anyone that written a letter, but you know, this guy had written a hundred books and they'd been studying his for the, and it was just an amazing interaction for these young kids to see someone, one of the great thinkers of our religion. Anyway, so he was a Presbyterian about 50 years ago. And when he went to college, he went to a Presbyterian seminary college to study Presbyterian theology. And when he was there, he had one basic question and this is it. What was the early church like and what resembles it to this day. Where is the church, right? What do the early apostles do and think and say after the resurrection? And what do we do, think and say now? And where is that church? Where are the Christians? And he concluded it wasn't in the Presbyterian church. He concluded it was in the Catholic church. And he converted to Catholicism and what a conversion. I mean, you know, taught Catholic philosophy and theology for 50 years and written 100 books about the faith, probably responsible for many, many converts from other Christian denominations to the Catholic faith, and probably responsible for converts of pagans as well. Just a, a, great, a great figure in the, in the modern church. He said these things. He said, you can tell from the Acts of the Apostles after the witnessing of the resurrection, the church was a sacramental church. So immediately that eliminates all the non-denominational churches, all the denominational churches that don't have any sacraments apart from baptism. So you can wipe those out. And then you can look at the sacraments and say, okay, are there seven or five or six or two, one, whatever? And where are they now? And here we go. We are a Catholic church with sacraments. We're a sacramental church. He said, the early church, after studying the Patristic Fathers, which is the sort of first five, six, seven centuries, the church is obviously doctrinal. It has doctrines. It says, this, we believe in the Trinity, three, three gods in one, right? That's a doctrine. You've got to believe that to be Catholic. You've got to believe in the virgin birth to be Catholic. To be Catholic means to adhere to a certain set of beliefs and doctrines, otherwise don't call yourself Catholic. Where does that exist now, this doctrinal church? He says only in the Catholic Church. So everything he did in all his studies was pointing to the church. Not just the fact that you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. He said all the other stuff that goes around with that. The early church was sacramental. We read in yesterday's Acts of the Apostles, yesterday morning, about the apostles getting together and laying on the hands and praying the Holy Spirit upon the first deacons of the church. This is in the Acts of the Apostles. To this day, the sacrament of ordination is about the bishop laying on his hands of the candidates and calling down the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing we did 2,000 years ago. 
And here's the other thing on the road to Emmaus. They recognized him in the breaking of the bread, the Holy Eucharist, the sacrifice of the mass, the celebration of the liturgy. That's how they recognized him. Jesus himself performs the miracle of bringing his body and blood and giving it to them in the Holy Eucharist. And that's what we believe from that time onwards. So, you know, if you're looking for the true faith, I hope you're all settled with the true faith, but if you are, you know, these are some of the pointers. It's got to be because the early church was like this, and these are the witnesses of Jesus Christ's resurrection. They're not just people that stumbled along this man called Jesus. They walked this earth with him. It was a sacramental and it was a doctrinal church. Where is that today? Holy Catholic Church. Here's one more thing, and I, I did preach on it last weekend, but it's worth thinking about again. Last week, the Lord appears to the disciples in the upper room, and he says, peace be with you, twice. He asks for something to eat. He says, have you got anything to eat? He eats in front of them. But more importantly, he says this, he breathes the Holy Spirit on them and says, whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. Whoever sins you return will be returned. What's that all about? He'd already said it to Peter, right? You are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. Whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. Whoever sins you retain will be retained in heaven, etc. Right? But now it's post-resurrection. It's after the resurrection. He says it again to the church. He gives the power to forgive sins to his early church. Where does that exist now? Here, in the Catholic Church, in that confession. The priests have the ability to forgive sins through the power of the Holy Spirit, the instrument of God in this beautiful sacrament. Again, you know, Emmaus gives us the Eucharist. Last week, the appearance in the, in the upper room with the apostles post-resurrection gives us the sacrament of confession. We are a sacramental church. We are a doctrinal church. That's where the Church of Christ is today in the Catholic Church. That was Peter Kreft's solution to this or question answer to this question and I hope it's yours that you can defend that to tell people why you're Catholic because that's where it is now that's the early church and it's here now yes it's changed <clears throat> we've changed buildings we've changed all sorts of things of course we've changed because the world has changed and we need to bring the message of the gospel to a world that changes obviously that goes without saying but the fundamental things the doctrine the sacraments they're here and that's great news. Oh, and that is a great homily from our friend Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. He is the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, also the director of the Office of Divine Worship here in the Archdiocese of Portland. You know, Monsignor O'Connor, we had a great time last week at Mater Dei Radio share and always a good time because we know that well, our Catholic faith brings us joy. If you missed last week's share but wanting to support Mater Dei Radio, you still have that opportunity. If you go over to our webpage, materdayradio.com, you'll see right at the top of the page the 2023 Spring share link. If you click into that link, you'll see the Give Now button. And for all of our listeners who did participate last week, 
a big thank you. We are overwhelmed and blessed by your support. We also like to thank all of our guests that came and of course our wonderful volunteers and chefs that kept us well fed throughout the entire week. It was a wonderful share this year and coming up next, our Executive Director Patrick Ryan going to be joining us and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but you can still read about it materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Have you thought much about your funeral? Most people haven't. But pre-planning a funeral is not unlike planning for other life events. I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. We are a full-service funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. I'm proud to be part of a caring staff dedicated to helping people plan ahead for their funeral and burial needs. Pre-planning your funeral is a thoughtful way to ensure that your family members will not have to incur the financial burdens or risk the emotional overspending that can happen when a death occurs. You can choose from several of our convenient packages or only select the goods and services you wish. For further information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. That's ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio, and please don't play with the baby seals. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Okay, we'll have that story for you in the news. And Pope Francis says it is no accident that the patron saint of foreign missionaries is a cloister nun. I'll tell you who that cloister nun is and why the monasteries the heartbeat of the church. That coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. If you've ever had to scold a child for misbehavior, you might know how difficult it is walking the line between firm and understanding. 
If you let them off with little or no reprimand, it's unlikely the message will sink in. If you're too harsh, you risk making them upset, and then they really won't listen. Those who do the work of conversion face similar challenges. They have to somehow find a way to tell other people they're wrong without putting them completely on the defensive. Such was the lifelong task of today's saint, Stephen of Perm. Stephen was born in Russia in 1340. His mother was very pious, and his father was a cleric who worked in the cathedral. During his childhood, he assisted his father with his work, and as a result, grew up surrounded by scripture. He learned to read at a very early age, showing remarkable intelligence. As he grew older, his desire to learn only increased. He entered into the monastery of St. Gregory the Theologian in Rostov, which was known for its library. There he spent a great deal of his time, and even learned Greek so he could read the text in their original language. During this time, he had many interactions with the Zirian people who lived near his home. The Zirians, though not unfriendly, were pagans, and it became Stephen's greatest wish to share with them Christ's love and convert them. This task would become Stephen's lifelong mission, but he didn't rush into it. He felt it would be improper for the Zirians to be forced to learn from a different language. So, he devoted years of his life to learning their language and translating a number of books for them to read. After receiving the blessing of his bishop, he set off for the pagan lands, where many of the people worshipped idols. His work was neither safe nor easy. The Zirians many times considered killing him for speaking against their beliefs, but ultimately his patience won out. The people started debating religion with him, and his words and their discussions had an effect. More and more Zirians came to him for baptism. This provoked the anger of a particularly zealous pagan priest, who issued a challenge to Stephen. He proposed that they would both subject themselves to dangerous elements to see whose higher power would protect them. Stephen, never doubting God, accepted the challenge without hesitation. They set an abandoned hut on fire, and Stephen fearlessly strode forward offering to walk through the hut hand in hand with the pagan priest. But there was no need to carry out with the trial. The priest's bluff had been called, and he wouldn't take another step toward the fire out of fear. When the crowd demanded the cowardly priest be executed for his lies, Stephen refused to condemn him to death and instead banished him. After a few years, Stephen's work had borne such fruit that he was made bishop of the region. He continued to evangelize while supporting the new converts. He opened schools and encouraged learning about the faith. He died in 1396, having brought countless people into the arms of the church. Like Stephen, we have to be patient with those that haven't yet been told the good news. Just as he learned the Zirian's language, we can seek common ground with those we speak to, so that God can speak to their hearts. Whether they're believers or not, we have to remember that we're all God's children. Saint Stephen of Perm, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matri-Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at matridayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, it is no accident that the patron saint of foreign missionaries is a cloistered nun, Pope Francis said earlier today. Now, speaking in St. Peter's Square, the Pope pointed to the example of St. Therese of Lisieux, the patron saint of missionaries and other cloistered religious who sustain the life of the church through intercessory prayer. He went on to say, truly, the monastics are the heart beating of the church and of the gospel. And their prayer is oxygen for all the members of the body of Christ. Their prayer is the invisible force that sustains the mission. 
Now, the Pope also highlighted the example of St. Gregory of Narek, a 10th century Armenian priest, monk, mystic, and poet, whom Francis proclaimed a doctor of the church in 2015. Pope Francis underlined that monastics are great evangelizers because by word, example, intercession, and daily work, monastics are a bridge of intercession for all people and for all sins. Well, even though the tax filing deadline has come and gone, you may one day have a new choice to help you file your taxes, the federal government. The IRS has been tasked with looking into how to create a government-operated electronic free file tax return system for all. But that doesn't set well with the big tax prep companies. Last year, more than 60 million taxpayers were serviced by companies such as TurboTax and H&R Block. But Robert Marvin, an IRS spokesperson, said that a key goal of the study is to look for ways to make filing taxes as easy as possible and that it's important that Americans have choices that work best for them when preparing their taxes, whether it's by using a tax professional, tax software, or free options. Now, the tax prep companies say taxpayers already have free options. Well, sad news. Bulgarian actor Christoph, Christo Jikov, who played the apostle and evangelist St. John in the film The Passion of the Christ, has died at the age of 48 earlier this month in Los Angeles. Now, according to reports, the actor had been battling a very aggressive lung cancer. The Passion of the Christ, directed by Mel Gibson, was a great success with public and caused a great impact due to the rawness with which it portrayed the suffering of Jesus on Good Friday. Christo Jivkov was scheduled to return as the apostle in the sequel to the film, The Passion of the Christ Resurrection, which is scheduled to shoot in the second quarter of 2023. Oh, sorry to hear. So very sad to hear that. Prayers for him and for his family. Well, Brenda, they may be cute and you may want to approach them, but please don't. That's the word from coastal officials who say this is the time of year that baby harbor seal pups show up on Oregon and Washington beaches. Now, mother seals often deposit the pups on shore while they go hunting, which leads some humans to mistakenly think they've been abandoned, according to seaside aquarium officials. Now, wildlife experts say people should observe from a distance and refrain from touching the animals as the mother seals may not return to collect their young if they think a human is too close by. So if you come across a seal pup, you should leave it alone and you can call the Marine Mammal Stranding Network, which will monitor the situation and put up signs informing the public to keep their distance The Seaside Aquarium said it responded to and placed signs for 21 seal pups last year, all of which safely then left the beach. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never, you know, I've been to the beach many, many times. Never have come across a little seal pup. I've not seen that here. Now, I did uh, in visiting my family uh, in past times. A beautiful cove in Southern California, San Diego area called La Jolla Cove. Oh, yeah, yeah. And many people in the area are real familiar with it. Their rookery or brooding area where the pups are is so big, they've actually taken over a beach where we people go and, and sunbathe. And they have, though, lots of tape around the area keeping people 
uh, away from them. And sure enough, yeah, I looked out there. I mean, there was a lot. And there are the babies just all sunbathing right out there with their mamas. (laughs) That's great. Well, in Washington State, a ban on dozens of semi-automatic rifles cleared the Washington State Legislature last week, and the governor is expected to sign it into law. Now, the ban comes after multiple failed attempts in the state's legislature and amid the most mass shootings during the first 100 days of a calendar year since 2009. Now, the Washington law would block the sale, distribution, manufacture, and importation of more than 50 gun models, including AR-15s, AK-47s, and similar style rifles. Now, these guns fire one bullet per trigger pull, automatically reload for a subsequent shot. The measure does not bar the possession of the weapons by people who already have them. The law would go into effect immediately once it's signed by Governor Jay Inslee, who has long advocated for such a ban. And in sports, college baseball, University of Oregon down the Gonzaga Bulldogs 11-4 last night at PK Park. Two teams will play again tonight at 5 o'clock. It was a good weekend for the University of Portland baseball team. The Pilots took two of three games from Gonzaga in an important West Coast Conference matchup. With the wins, Portland is in second place in the conference with a record of 11-7 and tied with San Diego. Loyola Marymount leads the WCC with a record of 14-4. and Pilots now head to BYU for a three-game series that begins tomorrow. Well, Maggie and Robert are the parents of five young boys, ages two to nine years old. They're a Navy family currently stationed at NAS Kingsville, Texas. Now, Maggie homeschools their clan, and both parents work hard to build a joyfully Catholic family life. Well, last month, Maggie shared this story on her Facebook page saying, Robert was in a serious car accident last week and walked away unharmed. His driver door was hit by a pickup truck going 55 miles an hour. He recalls there was no time to react, only a momentary sense that death was near. Our SUV, she said, was sent spinning across two miraculously empty lanes of traffic. Now, the responding firefighter remarked that he was shocked anyone could exit the, the vehicle at all, let alone unharmed. In fact, they said when they filed with their insurance, the agent remarked, I'm glad you were all right. I didn't want to say anything, but I feel I should tell you. I just processed this exact accident. The driver in this case did not make it. Now, heartbreaking and sobering for sure. But what made Robert's protection from the crash seem even more miraculous was a little detail the couple noticed when looking over the photos after the fact. Maggie went on to write, We were looking over the photos when I spotted a Marian prayer card that was wedged into the mangled door. This little prayer card had been securely tucked in a ledge on the ceiling several feet away from its new location. To us, this little piece of paper represents a spiritual reality. Mary was there at the moment of impact, placing herself between Robert and serious bodily harm. And God allowed this sign to remind us of his love for us. 
In fact, she humorously told Robert that Our Lady must really love him to have left her calling card. Mm -hmm. He said, we were surprised that the Marian image dislodged in the first place since there's no car items moved that significantly during the accident. It remarkably weaved through two deployed driver's side airbags and landed face up inside the door panel at exactly the location of the impact. Wow. Isn't it's, that something? It's something. They have pictures of it on Alatea.org. Yeah. And sure enough, right, I mean, you could just see where that driver's side door is mangled and right on the inside, it's just kind of mm. tucked into the door handle right, right. there. Man. Incredible. Glad they're all safe. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up this Saturday, it is the Iron Sharpens Iron Catholic Men's Conference in Olympia, St. Michael's Catholic Church in Washington. Our friends in Seattle invite all Catholic men to their 10th annual Iron Sharpens Iron Catholic Men's Conference with the theme of Brokenness to Boldness. Dynamic speakers include Bishop Frank Schuster, Dr. Tom Curran, and Deacon James Thurman. There's going to be vendors, Eucharistic adoration, confessions, engaging conversation. $45 registration includes light breakfast and lunch. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, MontserdayRadio.com, and of course, the Hail Mary media app. Well, we are going to recap our 2023 Spring share Our executive director, Patrick Ryan, joins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Eastertide is filled with great joy and fervent prayer at Mater Dei Radio. 
During this special time in the church, join us in the celebration of our Lord's glorious resurrection through our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the seasonal Regina Chaley prayer for the Queen of Heaven, the sacred mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and inspiring Eastertide reflections. We also rejoice in praying for your specific intentions on Matri-Day Radio's prayer hotline. Just call 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or fill out your personal request on the prayer page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Our dedicated team will start praying for you right away. Experience the great joy of Eastertide and unite with us in prayer as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. And it is 814 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, these are the type of forecasts that I love after a long, chilly spring, partly sunny today, high of 74, a little cloudy overnight tonight, low of 48. Then for Thursday, mostly sunny, 76. Friday, sunny, hold on, 85. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Did you double check that? I Multiple did. sources. I've looked at that numerous times just to make sure. <laughs> oh, that sounds like it is going to be a great head into this weekend. Currently, though, it is 47 degrees of Saint, at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church up in Ridgefield. And it is 48 degrees at St. Joseph Church in Salem. Well, last week, you heard me say this a lot, and I always had a good time saying it. Our executive director, Patrick Ryan, is in the studio. He has an update for us and some thank yous. We have a lot of thank yous. So thank you to both of you guys. You were like marathon people. And, of course, uh, Brenda uh, got a little bit uh, under the weather I, from all I got all a little too excited, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh, what a week. It was incredible. But uh, we have, uh, since the share suffered, uh, I guess, some slings and arrows that I am so glad we didn't have last week. The website site went down Saturday. We got that back up on Monday and then the email went out. <laughs> and, and to be real honest with you, I didn't necessarily miss not having email. <laughs> it felt weird, but yeah. you know, get, getting all, it was like, I could get some work done. I'm not getting emails every every five minutes. But uh, uh, yeah, we just want to thank everybody for everything that came together. It was an amazing week. I think there were like three hours for the whole week where we didn't quite hit the hourly total that we were going for and we just rolled that into the next hour and we got it yeah and then friday afternoon was miraculous because we had deacon harold on to kick off the afternoon and it was just going gangbusters and then it hit a wall Mm. it just stopped and it until about a quarter to seven and then boom it was like somebody flipped a switch aaron prayed asked our lady to come in we prayed the memorare and then it was just like it lit up and we got gold yeah so uh, amazing it was an amazing week it always is miraculous to me the the these it, it really teaches me lessons about just getting out of the way and letting god work letting the holy spirit take over but i just can't thank you two enough you were you you and dave vassaris were just uh, awesome on the air and i had so many people tell me the joy that they heard and they said you guys sound like you're having fun and hey i'm the first one to admit 
Cherathon listening to it, it's penance. <laughs> but I think we made it, you know, we made it sound fun. We made it sound joyful. And everybody was having a great time last week. Well, you know, and it's just one of those things that it's a necessary thing that we have to do, obviously, the Cherathon. Oh, sure. Spring in the fall, just because that's how we raise our operational funds. But we are so blessed because. We get such wonderful guests to come in, and it's really the two times during the year. I mean, we have guests, obviously, on the morning blend, but it really is the two times during the year when we get to bring in our wonderful priests, our wonderful sisters, uh, some of the laity and their missions and their apostolates, and, and get a chance to hear them and talk about what they're doing. But at the same time, too, we're obviously asking folks to call in and and make a pledge to the share So it's a great combination of getting that opportunity. And, and for us, it's fun, too, because we get to see these folks. We don't get often, ta- often chances to see our guests throughout the course of the year. So it, it works that way as well. So I think that's what brings the joy. I think you're right, you know, and we went through COVID where we didn't have anybody in yeah. the studio and we're isolating our volunteers in the back. And so it's so joyful to have everybody kind of back together again. The gang's back together again. Right. And uh, we hear these powerful testimonials from the people that call in, but also the, the guests that come. Um, they just share these little pearls of wisdom about their faith. And it, it, it's inspiring. It, it really lets you know how blessed we are to do this work. Um, some, you know, it's a job some days, but, but most days you just think about it. It's like, gosh, I get to evangelize for a living, right? You know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, and, and you never know. There's always surprises too with share You never quite know what might come up, what, you know, you get a guest in, like we had, uh, father Mark Bentz down at Springfield, oh, the pastor, yeah. uh, St. Alice church there. And he sings at the end of his hour. It's, it's beautiful it's inspiring i mean we were all just kind of sitting there going uh, with our mouths open while we while we were listening well i'm not gonna say name names dave basaris was (laughs) was crying yeah 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 Yeah. it's no it's (laughs) and so was i you know it was just so moving and stirring and i was thinking he i'm glad he wasn't in the studio because imagine how powerful that would have been on top of how it sounded on the phone And then uh, it was Sister Teresa was in oh, with yeah. us, and she goes, hey, you know, you got a great singer answering phone. That's right, right? Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. <laughs> and, he's, and so she comes in, and, and she sings an awesome uh, happy birthday. Right. Right? You know? And it was just Mother uh, Angelica, because it was her 100th birthday. And so you have all these little surprises and blessings throughout the week. But, yeah, I mean, most of all, though— it's just thanking the donors because I mean every Sherathon they come through mm-hmm. and keep us going. And I mean, we can't thank you enough, our wonderful listeners. I, I gotta tell you though, that hour with sister and Daniela singing it was my least favorite hour. And <laughs> you know why? Why is that? Because I had to go out and buy cake and ice cream. <laughs> ah, that's right. And so after oh. we got done here, Curtis and I, our accountant, went to Costco. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, that's a ordeal in and of itself and got this huge chocolate cake stuffed with chocolate mousse. Right. Um, but it sure was good. It sure it? was good. <laughs> we all shared in that one for sure. Oh, that, that was fantastic. So I stepped on the scale. 
Uh, it, went, it went yeah. up six pounds yeah. from the start of the week to the end of the week. Gosh, we ate well. Now, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised because you're running around pretty good. Well, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. You know, it's like how many calories did I burn from all that running around? So I probably gained, you know, a good 10 pounds, but uh, it was six up for the week. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, this this week I got to be, behave. Yeah. But I'm still eating leftovers from last week. I know. So, I I'll, st- I'll start. Monday. Start on Monday. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I, I thought you were going to uh, be uh, good this week, and then uh, Deacon oh. Justin shows up yesterday. Okay, tell me about this. With his mom's incredible. Deacon, if you're listening, and Deacon's mom, if you're oh. listening, your Rice Krispie treats are awesome. So thank you so much for she that. She put a pound of butter in each one of those. I'll I tell mean, you I what. Mean, it is. Well, those are amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I had one this morning, obviously, because they're Rice Krispies, which means it's breakfast. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. sure but yeah. I, I realize that her ratio of... Uh, Marshmallow to Rice Krispies is a higher higher ratio than your average uh, Rice Krispie treat. They are outstanding. So. They're dense. Yeah. 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 So, fantastic. Uh, fan- fantastic. So that was yesterday. Deacon Justin came by and uh, really appreciate it. So anyway, as we wrap it up this morning, Patrick, it, it was a great week. And we again, the thank yous that we have for our volunteers, our guests, the meal providers you hear you have a uh, spot running that kind of goes over all of the folks and and again our listeners we we can't thank you enough and uh it's all just prayers and all the yeah. prayers and y- you know you get the people writing their prayer intentions on their donation forms and it's just it's a beautiful week and you know what uh we'll be back in the fall <laughs> do it again <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah let's savor this one for a little Absolutely. while Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys again and th- thanks to everybody god bless you all right thanks patrick uh, thanks so much patrick you know if you missed last week's spring share it is still posted that link on our webpage if you would like to still participate and help us close those books please head over to our webpage matradayradio.com you'll see that link at the top of the page and click on it you can read all about it support for matraday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing, All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio. New study out on top type 2 diabetes. We'll have that for you coming up in the news. And the Vatican announces the Council on the Synod of Synodality going to allow for lay people to be voting members. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in three minutes. Here is Greg and Lizzie. Surrounded by your love. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Your heart is a rhythm that we march to, not afraid of the valleys we let through.
That is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Vatican announced Wednesday that there will be lay people participating as voting members in the Synod on Synodality's October Assembly. It's a break with past custom, which allowed lay people to participate without the right to vote. Now, Pope Francis will also approve every member in advance. The General Assembly of the Synod on Synodality will take place in two sessions, in October of 2023 and October of 2024. Now, after the vote on the final document for the Assembly, the Pope alone decides whether to take any actions based on the recommendations in the final text or whether to adopt it as an official church document. Now, the leadership of the Synod released information today about who will attend the 16th Ordinary General Assembly in October and how they will be chosen. Now, these 70 members, who may be priests, consecrated women, deacons, and lay people, will be able to vote. They will be chosen by the Pope from among a list of 140 people selected by the leadership of this year's Continental Synod meetings. Well, a big donation from the state's top philanthropist, Phil and Penny Knight, this week pledged to contribute $400 million to the newly formed 1803 Fund, a local effort intended to strengthen Portland's black community. Officials say the 1803 fund will combine elements of private investing and philanthropy to create a fund focused on helping people thrive and communities prosper. Now, the fund's first project, dubbed Rebuild Albina, will invest in education, culture, and belonging in the Albina neighborhood. The investment pairs two powerhouses and Knight, the billionaire co-founder of Nike and Rukiah Adams, the high-profile Portland financial expert and community leader. Adams chairs the 1803 Fund, which will oversee the Rebuild Albina Project. Well, a group of killer whales that live in the coastal waters of Oregon and other parts of the Pacific Northwest may soon be listed under the Oregon Endangered Species Act. The Oregon Fish and Wildlife Commission has voted to advance a petition to protect what are known as the Southern Resident Killer Whales. They consist of three pods numbering 73 orcas. That's down from almost 100 in 1994. Quinn Reed with the Center for Biological Diversity said this pod are well known in the San Juan Islands and Salish Sea of Canada and Washington. What's less known, she says, is that they are just as much an Oregon species. They absolutely come down and forage for fish in the mouth of the Columbia and along the coast and forage all the way down to Monterey Bay, she said. So this is a species that resides in Oregon. The commission will now hold a public rulemaking process before deciding whether to protect the orcas under Oregon state mm. law. Every now and again, you'll see like a photograph of a, a killer whale it, rather around the Columbia. Do you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't uh, that interesting? Yeah. I've never, actually, to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a killer whale, yeah. uh, you know, in the wild ever. Yeah. I always look though. I saw Keiko. Did you? At Newport, at the uh, aquarium in Newport when, when uh, he was there. Oh. That's a long time ago. That was though. a long time yeah. ago. 
Well, as the number of type 2 diabetes cases grows globally, a new study suggests poor carbohydrate quality is the leading cause. The study published in the journal Nature Medicine shows that people eating too many refined wheat and rice products, along with far too much red and processed meat, such as bacon and sausage, that has led to millions of new cases of type 2 diabetes worldwide. So people in Poland and Russia, where diets tend to focus on potatoes and red and processed meats, and other countries in Eastern and Central Europe, as well as Central Asia, had the highest percentage of new type 2 diabetes cases linked to the diet. Colombia, Mexico, and other countries in Latin America and the Caribbean also had high numbers of new cases. Researchers say that could be due to over-reliance on sugary drinks and processed meats, as well as a low intake of whole grains. On Monday, the Cowlitz tribe cut the ribbon on its new Alene Hotel. The first new class hotel features nearly 300 rooms, ranging from 400 square feet of comfort to 2,000 feet of luxury. At 14 stories and 185 feet tall, the hotel's blue glass tower is the tallest building in Clark County. Now, Monday's opening coincided with the sixth anniversary of Alene, the tribe's casino, largest business enterprise. The new passageway linking the hotel and casino, called the Cowlitz Cultural Corridor, is especially important. The hallway is lined with video scenes of the region and displays of traditional tools, books, baskets, and clothing. Overhead is a grand chandelier, they say, is made canoe paddles and a new italian inspired restaurant named bella vista crowns the hotel located on the top floor okay now this restaurant offers panoramic views of the cascade range and mount st helens as well as the valley below so quite incredible Mm, i'd like to go try that uh that restaurant for sure and maybe stay in the hotel you know it's not too far from our house maybe you know 10 15 minutes north but i could see on a special occasion say or going to see like one of their great concerts that Mm -hmm. they have come through there uh you know go there have a nice meal and then just stay in the hotel without having to drive uh that could be a good evening well, you know, you being the high-stakes gambler that yeah, you are, right. I'm sure they would offer you a free room. Because they usually stakes, do that for the high-stakes high gamblers. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather buy a purse. <laughs> so when is, the la- <laughs> when is the last time you've actually been at a casino oh. and played whatever game? And, and what game was it? Can you Gosh, recall? you know, I don't, uh, I don't go to the casinos. I don't think it's even been Alene. I can go back probably back all the way to when uh I had my fiftieth birthday. Oh yeah. That was you went uh, to Vegas, right? almost four years ago. Yeah. I went to Las Vegas. Yeah, spent a little time, you know, pulling the uh okay. um slot machine and throwing some dice at a craps table. Okay. That's I like, about it. I like roulette. Do you? Yeah, for there's something about that I've always enjoyed roulette. Uh, that just seems yeah. to me like out of all the possible numbers, it's, you're just basically handing your money yeah, over. Yeah, you pretty are. You pretty much are. Although I did one time. Uh, it was in Las Vegas, and I can't remember where we were at. And I placed one chip on one number, which was 36, and it <laughs> hit. And the person you know running the game looks at me like that's pretty amazing wow that happened yeah and then what do you just get two chips then i mean no no i mean you win 36 36 times the amount of whatever you oh really yeah so i think it was like a five dollar chip 
I walked away with five million dollars. It was incredible. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. It was it was fun though. It, it was. That, that was cool. Uh, where are we? Sports. Uh, sports. Yes. Speaking of that, uh, two teams advancing in the NBA playoffs: the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nuggets beat the Timberwolves to advance, and the Suns beat the Clippers last night to advance. So the Nuggets and the Suns will now meet in the West. So semifinals, the Western Conference semifinals. Portland Timbers back on the pitch tonight at Providence Park, hosting a U.S. Open Cup match against Orange County SC out of the USL. Third round contest gets underway at 7.30 tonight. It's the first time the Timbers have played Orange County, a club founded in 2010 out of Irvine, California. Well, between his multiple business ventures, his acting career, raising four kids, and staying fit, Mark Wahlberg very busy man but thankfully the energy he puts into his activities he also pours into his faith never stops encouraging us to join him the father stew actor never shies away from sharing his catholic beliefs and along with fellow actor mario lopez has been busy encouraging us to stay prayed up nice now in a recent reel shared on instagram the two actors can be seen going into church however before they go and pray Wahlberg uses the occasion to introduce lopez as his brother in christ and in life while making the sign of the cross the dad of four shares we're about to get into that church and stay prayed up Now, as Lopez, who is also a devout Catholic and was immersed in the River Jordan as part of a baptismal ceremony in 2018, points out, always got to build those spiritual muscles as well. The pair then goes off to pray, leaving us with a little more motivation to, as they say in quotes, stay prayed up. And what's most encouraging is how the short video has garnered more than 450,000 likes and has been viewed nearly 5 million times. Impressive. 5 million and one after the show today. That's right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Sunday at 1130 is a movie screening of The Letter, A Message for Our Earth. It's happening at St. Charles Catholic Church in Portland. The Northeast Vicariate of Parishes of the Madeline, St. Andrew, St. Charles, and Holy Redeemer invite the community to this movie screening. The Letter, A Message for Our Earth is a 2022 documentary film presented by YouTube Originals telling the story of Laudate Si Encyclical by Pope Francis. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. I have seen the letter. Have you? And I highly, highly recommend it. It is a fabulous movie. Well, now I want to go. Absolutely. Coming up, we're going to talk some finances with Ashley Mishike, True North Retirement Advisors, right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Jesus did not cure death, he cured dying. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. When a loved one dies after all our prayers, after the best efforts of the medical arts, we can be devastated. Where's God? It's difficult for us to remember that Jesus did not come to cure death. In fact, he suffered death himself. What he really came to do was to cure the fear of dying. By his resurrection, he shows us that death is merely a stage of life which leads to a fuller, more beautiful, and more abundant living. By faith, we are invited to take up Jesus' cross in our own dying, and through it, come to a full share in his resurrection. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. The death of loved ones, precisely because we love them, will always bring loss, sorrow, and an absence that will linger for the rest of our lives. Because of Jesus, it does not have to bring fear and despair. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It is 8.43 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, spring has finally arrived, and a great afternoon is in store across the region. It's also the beginning of a four-day warm-up. Today, sky's going to be partly sunny, and temperature's going to climb all the way to the lower 70s. That's a great day in and of itself. It sure is. Now, we've not been this warm since last October, they say, according (laughs) to record books. Overnight, we're going to cool down to the upper 40s, then more sun tomorrow, getting to the middle 70s, then 80 degrees for a high on Friday in Saturday. So it all sounds pretty good to me. October, November, December, January, February, March. That's about seven months. Seven months since we've had temperatures this warm. Wow. 52 degrees at Immaculate Heart Church in Portland. And it's already 53 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, as all of you probably know now, the tax deadline has come and gone, although some of you may have filed an extension. So are you going to make any changes to your finances this year? To give us an insight into some money traps that we'll want to avoid is Ashley Mishike, the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a valued member of Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, David. Happy Easter to you. Yes, happy Easter to you too. Do you have a nice Easter, uh, Easter little holiday there? Oh, yes. It was lovely and... Just hearing the weather forecast, I'm super excited yes. <laughs> with all this nice weather coming our way. Oh, me too. There's, there is no doubt about it. Well, I, I am really interested to hear about some of the money traps that 
we want to try to avoid, and uh, hopefully I don't fall into any of them. I probably do, but I try not to. So, uh, yeah, it is an interesting topic. So, money traps, how did you kind of come up with these? Well, I was doing some research for um, my podcast, and I came across this, and, you know, it's something that I deal with with clients as well and kind of see some themes there. And I would say one of the overarching themes when it comes to money traps is that a lot of times whenever there's debt involved, you want to have, you know, your radar up and and pay attention to that because that's, I would say, where most of the money traps are are, uh, lingering is when there's some sort of debt involved. And so just paying closer attention anytime you're taking out a loan for something or maybe utilizing a debt consolidation loan or student taking out a student loan or a 401k loan, I would say more than anything else, that's where most of these money traps live. Yeah. You know, by the way, you, you, because you mentioned it, your podcast, I want to let folks know that we actually have your podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. It's called Retirement Quick Tips with Ashley. So yeah, uh, thanks for doing that. And uh, I want to make folks know that you have that out there. Oh yeah, thank you. I love thank you so much for adding that to your lineup. It's it's a lot of fun to do the podcast. I learn I certainly learn a lot from it. And uh yeah, it's just a few minutes each day, little quick tips to uh help you on your on your financial journey. Yes, that that is so true. So debt. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've talked about this uh, several times is tr- trying to stay out of debt, trying to get out of debt. Because that can be a real burden. I, I mean, you've mentioned, like, for example, credit card debt and the interest that you can end up paying on that. Yeah, it's very, it, and especially now with interest rates going up, um, the the credit card debt interest rate is well into the 20s mm. for a lot of people. And what I found that was actually a little surprising when I was researching this money traps topic is... I don't know if you've come across this, but it's 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 kind of a sneakier form of debt, which is if you buy virtually anything online, I see it almost everywhere now, mm-hmm. um, is the buy now, pay later option. So um, usually it's an app or a service that allows you if you're buying an item and it's not just an expensive item. Um, it could be, you know, maybe fifteen or twenty dollar item that right. you could buy online and then split into maybe four or five payments of say five dollars each or something. Yeah. Um, and so you see, you you've seen these in the past, it's sort of similar to like a layaway um, arrangement, mm-hmm. but they're ubiquitous now everywhere. I I see them, and I would say that's a newer money trap that I think a lot of people maybe don't realize or don't think that it's a money trap, but it definitely is um, a money trap for a, a lot of reasons. And one is it doesn't seem on the surface like it is. So you know maybe I want something that costs four hundred dollars and I can't afford to buy that at that time, but I could certainly afford five monthly installments of say $80 um, for that item. And and usually they come with zero interest, zero fees. And so it's like, oh, it's a no brainer. Maybe right. I, yeah, I can get this item that maybe I otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford. So it's definitely a convenience factor. 
The problem with it is, is that they've done some research now where most people end up spending more than they otherwise would, mm. um, buying things that they can't afford. And, and then what happens is, is once you do it once or twice, it's, it becomes more habitual. So you're likely to do, have maybe 10 or 15 of these, um, buy now, pay later things outstanding at any one time. Yeah. And what happens is, is they're automatically deducting that money from your credit card or, uh, you know, debit card. And so people who use these uh, more often have more bank overdraft fees. They're likely to have late fees. They're, it's very easy to get overextended when you utilize these, especially if you're doing, um, you know, more than one at a time. Right. So that's something I think most people maybe don't think about. They think, wow, this is really convenient. It's nice. I can buy this more expensive item and spread those that cost out over a period of months and have no consequences. But mm. there is still risk in, in, in buying uh, items that way. Right. And for that reason, I think it's definitely a, a money trap yeah. to be avoided. Yeah, you could definitely see how that could be a trap. Any other ones we should watch out for? Yes. So another one that's rearing its ugly head again that we haven't really uh, really known about, or I guess it hasn't been an issue for many years now, are adjustable rate mortgages. Mm. So if you go back to the housing boom, you know, 2004, five, six, adjustable rate mortgages at that time, they were like a third of all the mortgage applications every single year. Right. And then they kind of went away because, um, what you know in the in the housing crisis in 0809 interest rates started to go up previous to that and then these adjustable rate mortgages would adjust to higher payments you couldn't refinance cuz your house was now lower in value and so that was a big part of why we had so many foreclosures and all of that back in 08 so it was it was a uh, very devastating but the reason why they've uh, come come back in vogue is because rates have gone up right. and um, adjustable rate mortgages have lower interest rates than a fixed rate mortgage. Right. So I was just looking this up the other day. I think it's like 5.8% is the rate if you get an adjustable rate and it's almost 7% if you were to get a 30-year fixed mortgage. So a lot of people are opting for the lower rate because obviously the monthly payment's a lot less. Um, but the problem is, is that that rate at some point in the future, usually it's uh, no less than five years. But in five years, let's say that rate adjusts, you're betting that you're gonna uh, rates are gonna be lower and it's not gonna increase your payment. You'll have enough equity in your house that you could refinance if you needed to, and you could afford all those refinance fees. So, I think with um, your mortgage and your housing costs being such a huge uh, percentage of your monthly budget. It's a very bad and risky bet to get something that's going to adjust mm. in five years. And so you could find yourself in a real financial mess uh, when that rate adjusts, if it adjusts at the wrong time. So, um, but again, these things haven't been around and I think they're, they're people maybe aren't paying attention to or don't realize the risk involved because it's been so long now since the financial crisis when adjustable rates really, right. uh, th those mortgages really blew up. Mm. And so, you know, we always forget about sure. these things, but history, uh, it repeats you know, they say, itself. It re yeah. yes, yes, exactly. So yeah. we want to just, 
be careful about yeah. that. Well, some great tips there. Ashley Mishike, she's the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. And you can check out her podcast on Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. Ashley, great to talk with you. Always appreciate the insight into our finances. Thank you, David. Have a wonderful day. And it is 8.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, Ashley Mishake, just one of the great podcasts that you can listen to if you download the Hail Mary Media app. You'll also have access to those through our webpage, both on-air podcasts and some podcasts like Ashley's that you don't hear on the air but still have access to. You can find it all again, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, do you like sunshine and warmer temperatures? Yes. <laughs> I think everybody does about right now. Well, hey, we've got some good news. Partly sunny skies today, high of 74. few clouds overnight tonight, low of 48. Thursday, mostly sunny, 76. Friday, Sunday, sunny and 85. Saturday, sunny and 79. That's a good string right there. It is currently 52 degrees in the Rose City. Ah, sounds good to me. Closing out our show here is Jesse Manabusen, The Life You're Living. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Your love unfolding. Our hearts you're holding. As we live the life that you are living, you'll call on Jesus to live your justice and your peace. Your life renews us as we live the life that you are living. Your grace, oh God, invites us. Your spirit, God, Life.
That is Jesse Matabusen and The Life You're Living. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for our live morning blend. Hey, How sounds pretty good to me. It does. Thank you all for tuning in. As we count down the last several days of April, just a few days to go. And, uh, you know, next week when we come back on a Monday, May 1st. May 1st. Yeah. April showers bring May flowers. Looking pretty out there. Doesn't look like we're going to get too many more showers this week. I hope not. Uh, That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is already Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston will be blazing the trail this evening. We hope you have a very blessed day.